Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Tuesday, August 23rd, as we uh, kind of get into the middle of the first full week of, or I'm sorry, the last full week of uh, August. Yesterday, folks, not a great day. Actually, the worst day we've had since June uh, when it comes to the market indexes. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here up next. But before we go to Dave, let's remember that uh, there's a lot of things in this world that uh, we cannot control. But when it comes to your retirement and your portfolios, there are some things you can't control. You can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. But it starts with knowing how much risk you have and how much risk you need to have. Two different things. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. To schedule your core retirement design phone consultation, no cost, no obligation, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Clarkson there. It's 105.7 Light FM on your radio, 840 now. Time to check in on money and see what Wall Street's doing with your retirement funds. And Oh, like I always say, if you follow this junk day to day, you might be a little on the nervous side because we had an absolutely crap hole a day yesterday on Wall Street. Let's talk about it with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the phone. Philip, good morning. Boy, did it stink yesterday. It did really and truly stink yesterday. And um, I think it's the worst day. One of the headlines said the worst day since uh, uh, June that we've seen. And and it was it was not good, not good at yeah, all. Yeah, it, it was downright poopy for all the indexes. The article that I saw <laughs> said the Standard and Poor's 500, which was down by 2.14 percent in one day. That's the worst day that index has had in 18 months. To uh, quantify it for you, the Dow fell 643 points. S and P was down by 90 and a half, and Nasdaq was down over two and a half percent at 323 down. We're almost used to those obscene moves on NASDAQ, but when the S&P loses 2% in a day, that's enough to even make somebody on uh, on on med sit up and take notice. Yeah, it was a horrific day yesterday, and, and I started kind of just looking at news today to figure out, okay, what really uh, were they thinking about? And, and the only thing that I saw was uh, maybe they're getting a little nervous about Jackson Hole and the meeting that's taken there with the Fed governors. That's right. That is that time of the year when they uh, take a, a retreat to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, all the big heads in finance. And not only is it the governors, it's also a whole bunch of other financial gurus from around the country end up meeting at Jackson Hole, and they kind of determine what our fortunes are supposed to be going to be like. And that, that, the rumors that when the rumors come out of that, that can make some big swings. Not normally this big, though. No, that, that's right. Not not normally this big, but we've got, um, you know, and, and even after the market closed, we saw a huge sell-off. Um, there's some concerns about uh, what Powell might say on Friday, uh, that he may be more hawkish than um, that was anticipated. Uh, when he gives his speech on Friday, you know, we had the 10-year Treasury get over 3%, still over 3% this morning. I think that early on, we saw um, the futures uh, trade down some 200 points this morning. Uh, they've, they've come back. They've kind of, everybody took a breath and and uh, thought, well, maybe it won't be as bad as we think, but they have actually, the futures have come back and were slightly green this morning. But 
there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the the whole oil situation. We're continuing to see um, prices were heading down. Now we've got prices heading back up. Um, just a lot of stuff going on. A lot of moving parts right now, Dave. Absolutely. Just a general state of malaise in the markets. The listing of junk that I, you know, okay, Treasury yields are rising. We've got an inversion again on the bond yields. The dollar is up to a 20-year high against the euro, which uh, helps one side of the fence. It makes imports easier for us to buy, but it makes it a son of a gun for us to be able to sell better overseas. And then there's always China, because uh, we were observing that, you know, when they start reducing interest rates from their central bank, that's kind of an admission that they're in a recession. And then you add on to that the, you know, I call this mostly just exaggerated tea leaf reading because we're all nervous about what the Fed's going to do. So rumors out of Jackson Hole. We just got a real touchy bunch of big traders on Wall Street at the moment. And a 200-point swing in the Dow is almost routine intraday over this period of time. And then you add Jackson Hole, and it gets even worse, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And, you know, there's just – there's not a shortage of – Bad news, I will say, out there right now. I was uh, looking at some other things, and the average household, Dave, is going to pay 47% more for electricity than a year ago. You that, told me about that article when, when when we first got on the phone before we went on the air. Half again, the price of power. Anybody that's paying for power for their air conditioner recognizes that around here this summer. That's right. And that's the average. I was looking down and they were kind of looking at different things. And and one of the things they looked at is Texas. Texas, I'm guessing, is one of the few states that is has unregulated utilities. You know, in Florida, the, the utility company can't just go raise rates because they want to. They have to go uh, apply to the Public Service Commission. And they have to approve it. There's hearings. In Texas, that's not the case. And they're mm-hmm. seeing utility costs up over 70% right now. Good Lord. Now, I've, I've been fortunate so far in that uh, I went to all solar some time ago, and I haven't really paid attention to what the rate they would charge me if I was using any. Duke has gotten a, an increased fuel surcharge, I assume, on the power bills here, haven't they? You know, I, I honestly don't really look at my bill except for how much it is and and uh, you, and pay it. You don't you know? like it, right? You <laughs> don't, don't like, like it. it, though, right? <laughs> It's it's just it you know the the fuel that we use to be able to generate the power that goes into it and uh, just inflation in general but like you said in the unregulated states like Texas it's uh, less than fun bunch of other stuff coming out we talk about bad news too the uh, European Purchasing Managers Index the PMI. Uh, We talk about across the pond, we've got an interrelated global economy. It hit an 18-month low this morning for August, so the indications are that Europe is sinking down a little bit as well. Like you said, there really isn't a lot of good news to be had out there this morning, is there? No, there's not, and I don't know if you want me to give you one more piece of bad news I saw or not, but, um, you know, we we always talk about jobs here on the radio and and unemployment rates and those type of things, and... um, you know, now I'm seeing that um, uh, I found a chart that shows all the different layoffs that mm-hmm. are either in process or have already occurred. And uh, the number is a lot bigger than you and I talk about on the radio for some reason. Really? Yeah, for some reason. Um, and I find it funny that uh, the headline, but probably not funny, is probably not the right word. Just how cooked is the official jobs data? Price Waterhouse Coopers finds more than half of U.S. companies are laying off workers. Um, 
Yeah. So you and I keep thinking it's a, it's a, uh, it seems like a really low number as well. I found that, you know, how cooked is it? That kind of caught my attention this morning. And it, yeah, is it any surprise to anybody that the government uh, releases data that's uh, you know, that's positive? And I'd, whether or not they actually falsify them, I doubt. But you know, oh, we're missing California this week. That's fine. We'll just put that into the average later. Uh, it 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 does happen, and uh, there's no doubt that anybody that really trusts national politicians probably is whistling at a graveyard somewhere. <laughs> but, um. but, but, Bottom line is, you know, that, you know, so far that that it sounds sounds hard hearted, but that's what the Fed is aiming for, a slowdown in the job market. And uh, they're getting it with a, a big increase in layoffs. Right. That, that's right. We are seeing that and we're just not hearing about it as uh, as much. And we're not seeing it in the numbers like we would expect to see as much as we're starting to read about it. Yeah, and just, as I said, it sounds hard-hearted, but you know, seeing our unemployment rate back up to around three percent, you know, three point nine four percent, would be a sign that the Federal Reserve is probably looking for, even though it's unpleasant for the people involved into that three point nine or four percent. Well, that, that's true. You're right. You know, and I think that they'd be really happy if we get to four, four and a half percent. Well, I hope they're not getting too greedy in the process. <laughs> While we're talking about crummy news, earnings season is drawing to a close, but still some household names are reporting. And uh, from what's coming across my news ticker, you're not going to give me any good news on Zoom, are you? No, really not. Zoom, uh, they came out and cut their full year forecast, uh, even though they had better than expected earnings for this last quarter. Uh, revenue did not meet expectations. They fell short when it came to revenue. Uh, they're having difficulty attracting new paying subscribers. Um, their, their enterprise stuff, what businesses are spending is strong. They're doing well there. They're just not getting new subscribers coming in the, in the pipeline. Uh, they're trading down today 11.5%. So uh, still not as low as they've been in the last 52 weeks, but, uh, but right now they'd open up at about $86. You know, yeah. my instinct, my my instinct on platforms like Zoom is that they're going to hit a plateauing level in here. As you know, the percentage of office workers that are going to insist upon working from home keep using it, but there isn't a lot more new activity for a little while until we have our next shift societally, one way or the other. Well, that's true. And one of the things that I've realized, because I use Zoom, um, is that. But I'm also a Microsoft person, right? So if people are using Microsoft Teams. There's a video feature, video conferencing feature built into that. And so I'm sure people, especially as the recession or the inflation kicks in, everybody's trying to find ways to cut cut dollars. So if you're using both, well, maybe you get rid of Zoom because you get a lot more functionality out of Microsoft. So you know, things like that are going to start happening. I also noticed on my last Windows update, Microsoft Teams got added to my desktop, which I greatly appreciated from Microsoft, right? <laughs> That's right. You know, so so there's that penetration, right, into the marketplace. And so uh, we continue to see that. Uh, on the other front, we got uh, staying with kind of technology, uh, Palo Alto Networks. Uh, they're a cybersecurity company. They reported better than expected results for the quarter. They issued upbeat guidance uh, for this year. And so uh, they also announced uh, that they had approved a three-for-one stock split. Uh, mm. So, that yeah, some good news there. Uh, they're trading up, uh, man, they're getting close to 10% now. 
And uh, that's not a cheap stock, Dave. They're trading right now at about $558 a share. Let's uh, chip in and buy one share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's switch gears to uh, medical. Uh, or no, let's go to retail because like a couple of retails reporting today. Okay. Uh, Macy's reported they uh, they beat on sales and profits. So good news for Macy's. I mean, given that quarter is not a, I guess you may have had back to school in there. That may have helped them some. Uh, comparable same store sales fell less than expected. Now, they did come out and lower their four-year guidance. Um, you know, they're just taking some precautions there because they feel like the, the, the inflation is going to start to slow the economy, and that's going to affect them. Um, but they're still trading up today a little over 2%. That's good to hear. Got a couple more. I do. The other retailer I have is Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, they, same way, they beat on top and bottom line. Uh, for the last quarter, now they did raise their four-year uh, guidance. Uh, compa- comparable same-store sales uh, for the quarter were were okay, uh, but they, uh, they they sank five point one percent, less than expected. But they're expected to go down almost seven percent. So, so that's got Dick's trading in the positive, up three percent this morning. The uh, I know you want this one, Dave, because you're you're a big Smuckers guy, right? So uh, with a name like Smuckers, it's got to be good. <laughs> So uh, they had better than expected profits, and uh, and they raised their full year guidance. So good news coming out of Smuckers. They're trading up one point eight percent this morning. So so we do have some good news out there across the board. Uh, we'll take it happily. Uh, that's right. We'll take it all the time. Because <laughs> everybody loves jelly. Resetting the table, it was kind of a bloodbath yesterday, and there really isn't another way to put it. 45 minutes before we open this morning, do we have any good news to tell you? Dave, I, I wish uh, I could come back and report that the futures were had switched to the green, but they've actually switched to the red. Uh, we've got the Dow down a tenth of a percent. Uh, we've got the uh, S&P 500 down less than $2.00. And the Nasdaq 100 is actually up a buck fifty, not a not one hundred fifty, a dollar fifty. So you know, very minimal upside right now, if any at all. And then we've got the commodities front. We've got silver trading down uh, six tenths of a percent, gold up a little over a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is definitely going the wrong direction this morning, up one point three percent to ninety one dollars and fifty four cents a barrel right now. We're just merry sunshine today. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was off at the close, not massively, but off. Europe is also off, not massively, but off halfway through their day. They're all following our lead in yesterday's disaster. Somebody needs help trying to stabilize the retirement fund at a time like this. There are buying opportunities if you're young. If you're getting close, you need stability. How do I find you to get that? Dave, you know, with all the volatility out there, I preach that you need to know how much risk you have in your portfolio. And if you don't know, that can be a problem. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Let's dive in and find out how much risk you do have in your current portfolio. And then join us this weekend for the Saturday Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day. All right, man. You too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. Don't forget that the whole reason we developed our core retirement design was to help 
level out some of the volatility that's out there in the marketplace. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. Hey, with that, I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Bye now.